I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it inside. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to welcome you to another podcast where I'll be bringing you inspired words and teachings that will inform you and transform your life forever. Hallelujah. Well, before we start, let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you. We honor you. We adore you. Lord, we thank you for an opportunity like this for us to hear your word and to receive from you. Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit, for we know that the entrance of your word brings light and understanding. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. God has a special word for you. Glory to Jesus. God has a special word for you today. And today I want to talk to you about something that is very important. An important ingredient you need in this life hallelujah now if you want to cook you get different ingredients hallelujah get the ingredients ready and then as you cook you put different ingredients to cook the food you want to cook now in life if you're going to be a successful person if you're going to live a successful life there are several ingredients that you need to have Hallelujah. There are several ingredients you need to have if you're going to be successful in this life. Hallelujah. And one such ingredient is grace. Hallelujah. Oh, grace. Praise God. Now, grace is so important. Now, grace, what is grace? Generally, Grace Now um, Different people will define grace different ways One very popular definition of grace is unmerited favor Undeserved favor You know when you get favor that you don't deserve Glory to God For example the Bible says by grace Are you saved? It is the gift of God, not of works, 
lest any man should boast. It is by grace. The salvation that we have today is by the grace of God. Not because we deserve it, not because we did anything to attain it. It's the gift of God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Now if you read... Thank you, Jesus. If you read Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, and that's a scripture I quoted earlier. It says, For by grace are you saved through faith. It is, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. It's not because of what you did per se. It is by grace. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Grace. Hallelujah. The very salvation that we have, we have it because of the grace of God. Hallelujah. When you don't deserve something, God gives to you that thing. It's grace. Hallelujah. I try to explain it this way. Now think of two people. One man was employed by somebody and he worked for the person. And at the end of the month, the, his employee, his boss, paid him a certain amount of money. Hallelujah. Then the second person, he was just walking on the street one day and this man saw him and said, come, young man, follow me, I want to help you. And he takes him to his office and he gives him that same amount of money. Now the two men, one worked and was given money. That was not grace. In fact, the person who gave him the money doesn't have the right to not give him the money. The Bible says the laborer is worthy of his wages. So if somebody has worked, what you're paying him is not grace, it's not favor. It is his labor. You're paying him for his labor. But the second person, he didn't do anything. He didn't work. He didn't do anything. But then the, the man saw him and called him and said, follow me, I want to bless you. And he gave him that amount of money. Hallelujah. So the first one who worked, that is by works. It's not grace. So he can boast about how hard he, he worked. Have you heard people say, oh, see, this is my hard end sweat. This is my hard end sweat. Why? They labored for it, and there's nothing wrong with that. Hallelujah. But the second person, he didn't work for anything. It was a gift. Somebody gave it to him. He didn't work for it. So such a thing, he can't boast about anything. What would he boast about? There was nothing he did. There was no effort on his part. It was a gift. It's grace. Unmerited favor. Hallelujah. And do you know, as children of God, we need grace. In fact, life itself is a function of grace. It's a function of grace. You see one man is up and the other man is down. Grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you go to the book of... 2 Peter 
chapter 2. And I'm reading, sorry, chapter 1, verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. He says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. Because he knows <laughs> you need grace. Hallelujah. You need grace in life if you're going to be successful. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you. But he doesn't stop there. He goes on to tell us how. He says, through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. This is massive. He says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God. And of our Lord Jesus Christ. What does that mean? The more of God's word. You get into your spirit. The more grace you will see. In manifestation. In your life. Hallelujah. The more of God's word you get into your heart. The more. Grace you will see. In manifestation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to Jesus. I want you to open to the book of Titus. Titus chapter 2 and verse 11. Titus chapter 2 and verse 11. Oh, glory to Jesus. This is, this is amazing. It says, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. The grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared unto all men. Who is that? What is that? The grace of God that bringeth salvation. This is talking about no one else but Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. The embodiment of grace. The embodiment of the grace of God. He came. Hallelujah. So guess what? To receive Jesus is to receive grace. To receive Jesus is to receive grace. Let's quickly go to the book of John. The gospel of John chapter 1. And I'm reading verse 16. John chapter 1, verse 16. Hallelujah. I said, to receive Jesus is to receive grace. Oh, glory to God. It says, and of his fullness have we all, have all we received and grace for grace. Some other translation says grace heaped upon grace. Grace upon grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then he goes on. Verse 17 says, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Grace. Hallelujah. Remember that Jesus Christ is the word of God that became flesh. 
Hallelujah. The day he was born, grace was born. Hallelujah. Grace was born. The Bible says as many as receive him to them, give he power to be called, to become the sons of God. That power is the power of grace. The power to become the sons of God is grace. Because it's grace that made us. We didn't deserve it. He died for us. He took our place. It's grace. Grace. Hallelujah. Grace. Oh, glory to Jesus. Grace. Hallelujah. No wonder in that prayer in the book of 1 Corinthians. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 14. Look at it. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. What did he say? He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. He came with grace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. He knows that you need this grace. If you're going to be successful, if you're going to have a great life, you need this grace. He said, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, the grace, grace. He says, be with you all. Hallelujah, glory to God. This grace is something that you need. If you're going to live a successful life, you need grace. Hallelujah, glory to God. Grace is that voice. Hey, Barakaya. Everyone else was going somewhere and they were getting into trouble. Just as you were about to go, your ear, the Bible says, your ear will hear a voice from behind saying, this is the way. Stop. Don't go there. Don't go there. Hallelujah. Everybody was getting to a, a, a bus and eventually that bus had an accident, was going to have an accident. You were about to go in. He said, stop, no. Don't go in there. Stop. You don't even know why, but stop. And you stopped. And later they went in and got into trouble. That's grace. Grace. Others went in and they went to their death. But something stopped you. Grace. Grace. Hallelujah. A man was supposed to travel. And suddenly he fell sick. Suddenly he fell sick. And he couldn't travel with the rest of his colleagues. They all went. They were involved in a plane crash. All of them died. All of them died. And of that whole group, he was the only survivor. Just because he didn't travel with them that day. He fell sick. What happened? Do you think it was the devil that made him sick? No. No. It was not real sickness. God allowed that thing to happen. To stop him. To prevent him. From going into his death. What is that called? Grace. Grace. Hallelujah. And I said to you. I said grace is one ingredient. That you need in your life. 
if you will be very, if you will be successful. Hallelujah. Now, you know, when we, I say, uh, we say something like this, there are those who say, okay, God, please, I've heard pastor, pastor says we need grace. Can you give me grace? Please give me grace. That's not the, that's not the best way to go about it. Hallelujah. Now I read to you earlier. Let's go back to that John scripture. John chapter 1 verse 16. John chapter 1 verse 16. It says, And of his fullness have all we received and grace upon grace. And it goes on to say, For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ came, he came with grace and truth. So if you go to verse verse 12 of this same John, same chapter, verse 12, John chapter 1, verse 12. It says, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And I told you that that power is grace. The power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, that is grace. So anyone that receives Jesus, receives grace automatically. So you already have grace. If you have received Jesus, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, you already have grace. Glory to God, you already have it. But the thing is, you need more grace. You need more grace. Hallelujah. Because what you have is not enough. The grace that you have can be increased. It can be multiplied. You need more grace. And there are several ways in which you can get it. And I'm going to highlight two. And as I'm led, I probably might give you others, but I'll highlight two of the ways in which you can have the grace upon your life multiplied. Praise God. Number one, let's go back to that scripture in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 2. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2. It says, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, like I told you earlier, the more of God's word you receive into your spirit, the more grace you will experience. The grace will be multiplied. The more of God's grace. Hallelujah. For example, a number of you, you've seen us pray for people that are sick, that need healing. And you see them receive deliverance and all. The power that causes them to be healed is grace. 
Now, the more of God's word we receive into our spirit, the more grace we have to operate. Hallelujah. The more, when you see someone standing in authority, taking advantage of using the word of God, is because of grace. So the more of God's word you know, the more grace you will experience in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the more of God's word you receive, the more grace you will experience in your life. Hmm. Glory to God. Hmm. I want you to go quickly to the book of James chapter 4 and verse 6. James chapter 4 and verse 6. Oh, glory to God. Look at it. It says, but he giveth more grace. He giveth more grace. Which means, yes, you have grace. But he can give you more. You have it already. But what you have is not enough. He can give you more. He goes on to tell us how. He says, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Praise God. He started by saying he giveth more grace. Then he says he resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So if you're a humble person, God will give you more grace. The more humility you show, the more grace you receive. It is that simple. It is that simple. When you carry yourself, you'll be brought down. But when you bring yourself down before God, you'll be lifted. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's a simple principle. Hallelujah. The book of James, the same James chapter 4 verse 10. I'm going to read a few verses to you. Chapter 4, verse 10. Now look at it. It says, humble yourself. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. And he shall lift you up. That power to lift one up is grace. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. And he will lift you up. Grace. Hallelujah. I've said it before. Grace doesn't stay in high places. Grace usually stays in low places, under the bed, 
under the bushel. Under. So for you to get it, you would need to hum- hum- humble yourself, go down. And I, I've, I've given an example of maybe you have a bed that, you know, under the bed is really low. And maybe you have a shoe that is under the bed. For you to get that shoe, you can't stand to get the shoe. If you want to get the shoe that is under the bed out, bring it out. You cannot stand and get the shoe. You'd have to go down. You would kneel down. And if the bed is even lower than that, you'd have to lie down on the ground, prostrate. Put your hand under the bed to bring that shoe out. That's how grace is. Grace usually stays on places like that. For you to get it, you have to humble yourself. Bring yourself down. In humility, you forget about yourself. Forget about your pride. Forget about what you know. Bring yourself down. And you receive grace. He giveth more grace. Hallelujah. Go to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 5. It says, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Hallelujah. He resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Verse 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's grace. Praise God. Grace. Humility, when you humble yourself, you bring yourself down, down, grace will carry you up. Humility. So number one way of receiving grace, more grace. Because like I told you, when you receive Jesus, you receive grace. So you already have grace. So, But what you need now, an increase of grace. That's what you need. Increase of grace. More grace. That's what you need. Now we discovered number one. It says grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the more of God's word you have in your spirit, the more grace you will see multiplied in your life. Hallelujah. Number two, humility. Humility. When you humble yourself, you humble yourself, bring yourself down. Don't carry yourself up. Since God resisted the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. And number three, diligence. The book of Proverbs, chapter 22 and verse 29. 
the book of Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 29. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. It says, Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Praise God. Now what is diligence? The word diligence in this scripture is from the Hebrew word mahair, mahair, something like that. And it means to be quick, to be prompt, to be skilled, to be ready. You're quick, you're prompt, you're ready. Always busy about your business. Hallelujah. You're quick, you're prompt, you're doing your business, doing what you got to do, doing it well. You're diligent. Hallelujah. He said, do you see a man who is diligent? He will stand before kings and not mean men. When you're diligent about your business, the grace of God will carry you and stand before stand before kings and not mean men. A typical example was Joseph. Joseph. Joseph was given a special gift of dreaming. That was his gift. That was his skill. He had special wisdom from God to understand and interpret dreams. To have dreams because he dreamt himself to understand dreams and to interpret them. It was a special gift he had. And what did he do? When it was time, God showed him his dream. When he had his own dream, he talked about it. He talked about it. He believed it. He carried himself that way, believing what God showed him. And of course, he got into trouble. Sometimes you get into trouble when you say things like that. But all things work together for good. And then things happened in Potiphar's house where he was a slave and he was thrown into prison. But even in prison, he didn't say, oh, I was accused falsely and brought into this place. Because of that, I'm not going to use my gift anymore. No. He was busy going around looking for who to help, looking for who to bless with his gift, with his skill. So when he saw those two guys, they were looking worried. Hey, what's going on? Are you okay? Then one said, oh, I had a dream. And this is, I saw, you know, I wanted to tell the dream. And Joseph quickly he used the gift, interpreted the guy's dream, and told him, hey, when you leave this place, don't forget me. Hallelujah. And what happened? His skill, that diligence of his, that hard work he put in. I know what it means. I know exactly. I've been there before, so I know exactly how it feels. You know, as a pastor, you know, Leading people, praying for people, miracles are happening and stuff. And then suddenly you are arrested and you are detained. And I was at detained in a detention center in 2014. When I was in that place, 
Yeah, I could feel like, oh, I could have felt like, oh, after all, why did God allow this to happen? I'm a servant of God, yet God allowed this thing to happen. Now look at me, I'm suffering. In fact, I'm not doing anything ministry anymore. Did the thought come? Yes, it came. But did I do it? No, I rejected that voice. And I told myself, if God allowed me to come here, there's a reason. There's a reason. I may not know why he allowed it to happen, but I'm sure there's a reason. And for that reason, inside that place, I continued ministry. And we started a fellowship and the thing grew. We were praying for people, casting out demons, praying for people right in there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I know exactly how it felt for Joseph. He could have said, no, I'm not doing this. After all, God abandoned me. But no, he was diligent in his business, serving God wholeheartedly, even though he didn't understand why he was there, even though he was innocent. He was diligent about his business. So are you surprised that God elevated him and caused him to stand before the king Pharaoh? No, not a surprise. The Bible says it to happen. A man who is diligent in his business, he will stand before kings and not mean men. And grace, more grace, more grace. God gives you more grace. It is that grace that will cause you to stand before kings. That grace. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And today that grace is available first of all. For those that are born again, the grace is available. And God has given you the grace already in the presence of Jesus Christ. The day you pray the prayer of salvation and you receive Jesus as the Lord of your life, you receive grace. Hallelujah. But the grace that you receive at salvation is not enough for the rest of your life. Praise God. You need more grace. You need more grace. And how do you get more grace? I told you three basic ways now. Number one, I said the more of God's word you receive into your spirit, the more grace you will experience in your life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Number two. The Bible says he giveth more grace. God resisted the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. When you are humble and you demonstrate humility, God will give you more grace. So the grace you have will be increased. Humility. And then number three, diligence. You're quick on your job, you're prompt on your job. You're doing what you're supposed to do. Diligently. He says he will stand before kings and not mean men. What will make him stand is grace. When God sees a diligent person, he releases grace into that person's life. And that grace will cause him to stand before kings. That's exactly what happened with Joseph. And that's exactly what's going to happen to you if you are diligent. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
through diligence uh first of all the word of god the more of god's word you receive more grace you experience humility as you humble yourself god will give you more grace and then diligence dedication hard work perseverance persistence keep working hallelujah glory to god though your beginnings be small your latter end will greatly increase why because he will keep giving you more grace that's what will make you greatly increase hallelujah praise god let us pray father we thank you for your word that's come to us reminding us of the importance of grace in our lives us getting those blessings that we don't deserve because of your mercy your grace Lord God, thank you for letting us know different ways in which we can increase the grace that we have. We are not forgetful hearers of your word. We are doers of the work and we'll put it to work, get results. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm sure you've learned something today and I believe strongly that you're going to apply it in your life. Praise God. And I'm excited about that. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I'm going to be coming to you with more words and teachings that will inform you and transform your life forever. But until I come to you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.